0: Support for Oyster World Radio comes from you, our listeners. If you would like to support the show, visit the link in the show description or visit patreon.com forward slash Oyster Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind-the-scenes coverage of how these random interviews materialize, plus some travel tips. So don't miss out and support the show today. More support means meeting more people that you would normally never meet, less travel headaches while you're on the road, and you get to learn the ins and outs of everywhere i go become a patreon and an expert traveler at patreon.com forward slash oyster world radio and support the show today welcome to oyster world radio Hello, oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all over the globe. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and in this episode we bring on Bertrand Manzano. Bertrand had a very typical life until 2015 decided to screw everything up. We all have those moments in life, and this year was Bertrand's year to be slapped around by fate. Terrorist attacks, a miscarriage, illnesses of friends and coworkers, and trouble at work fell between the 12 months that call themselves 2015. But instead of taking the blows laying down, Bertrand continued to get up and keep walking forward. Tough to do, but it always amazes me how strong us humans really are. So let's figure out how he did it. Coming from Bordeaux, France, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Bertrand Manzano. Invite him on my own damn podcast. Yeah, sorry, making fun of me. Have <laughs> <laughs> you
1: <laughs> got another French guy? Or, or <laughs> <laughs> this, that was my first mistake, was inviting a Frenchman onto my yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so nice and so <laughs> open.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, shit talker galore. Well, we're going to do plenty of that. So Bertrand, welcome to Oyster World Radio. I think that was a perfect introduction to what we're going to talk about today, which is your life in France and all about French Ness, which there's a lot of frenchness going on <laughs> I, <laughs> right I don't know what is the frenchness <laughs> oh bullshit <laughs> I, got, I am pretty impressed you are quite a shit talker yeah yeah from start to finish very sarcastic very because i know like some people you know are like to be very polite when they have guests and welcome them into your home No, from the very beginning it was just here is my home Welcome, and I'm gonna make fun of you nonstop. So. <laughs> yes, but it's because
1: you other wonder one, that what? British? I'm saying very polite. <laughs> yeah, wrong, wrong stereotypes, I guess. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I, well, I have to confess, I didn't know much about France or especially Bordeaux before I came here. This was a, a more of a random trip for me, and so coming here and. Meeting you and meeting, I didn't really know what to expect at all. Yeah. And just for the listeners out there, can you help describe Bordeaux? You've been living here for a long time. Like, what? what's What's this city like?
1: Uh, the city like, uh, okay, it's um, a city with a white stone. Uh, the architecture, it's like a French uh, 18th century, so... Um, how could I describe 18 <laughs> French architecture uh, no, We don't really have to
0: talk about that either, but it seems like people were really open. No, in no, no. No, not at no, all? No, no. When I was walking around, yes, people going out no, and having fun? No,
1: no, I say that, but um, I think that Bordeaux has a reputation to be very cold and very prick. Uh, but I always lived here, so um, I. <laughs> so
0: you are a cult. <laughs> a cult. Yes, you're one yes, of them. Obviously, so it obviously, matter, obviously. You're I'm a used freak. To it. I like, I
1: like to be a bastard. But <laughs> 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 this is my favorite word in the in the world in my life. Also, oh, that makes sense of why <laughs> you grew up here. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, this is a reputation of uh, people from Bordeaux. But for 10th, uh or fifteen years, many people come and come. So I, I guess that the population change and. Uh, open their mind hmm. but um, we have the reputation and we are considered by the other French guy uh, as uh, Paris the South Pari- Parisian so <laughs> everybody hates Parisian and after everybody hates Bordeaux <laughs> so but you're not number one hated no you're, you're number no, two hated no we not number one so you gotta step up your game yes yeah, pretty much
0: stop being so accommodating yes yeah. <laughs> I like, guess I don't know it, it was
1: funny because the show um I, I saw uh, the day you, 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 you arrived uh, the girl said ok so Parisian people you have to know everybody hates you you know that <laughs> but Bordeaux you are not Parisian, no. You are not and you will never be. So stop acting like this. Stop, stop trying because you won't be nearly as annoying You'll as we are. You'll never be Parisian. <laughs>
0: so there is a little bit of a rivalry
1: between between Paris and not. No. Maybe for the most rude? or. No, no, no. I don't think because we, we think that the Parisians are more rude than us. And we think that we are better on everything. So there is no competition. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are not like this. <laughs> yes, of course, there's no rivalry because
0: we're just better. Done. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's just a, just a fact. Again, <laughs> it's, no, no, I'm kidding. So, um, <laughs> it's as true as gravity. It's just the way it is. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: no, but but for real, I think that uh, French people. I heard once that the reputation of Bordeaux um, to be very cold and. Uh, and uh, Porsche uh, comes from the day where we, usually in the history, uh, Bordeaux were uh, English for um, 400 years, and when we became again uh, French, uh, nobody wanted to, to be to be French because uh, English people um, developed the the wine, and uh, Bordeaux started to to grow up with the wine uh, at this period, and that's why uh, the people didn't want to come back French because uh, it was. Uh, this story, And one day, I don't remember yeah. the name of the king. He came in Bordeaux and every people from Bordeaux refused to say hello to the king. Really? <laughs> oh, so it goes deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to show we don't want you as a king. We want to stay in English.
0: Wow. And that's a lot to do because of the wine?
1: Yes. yes, because um, before that, uh, it, it's English people who, who developed it, uh, the wine in Bordeaux.
0: Ah, interesting. Yeah, And there is a huge wine culture here that goes along with the rootness. Yes, both, both very proud traditions here in Bordeaux. Yes, all- uh,
1: yeah. it's impossible for someone who used to live in Bordeaux and born in Bordeaux to not have one link every Everywhere in your family, or when you are a student, every student uh, used to work in the vineyard uh, to earn money. So, the, the vineyard and the wine it's very important here. In and I can see why. It's absolutely delicious. <laughs> so it's yeah. Absolutely
0: delicious. So, I, it seems like, well, this place has a rich history, rich mm. European history, like yes. many other cities on this continent. And you
1: were born right in the middle of it. So yes, you're a native Bordeauxer. And Bordeaux, Bordeaux, not uh, in the suburbs because I, I don't know where is it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the city center. And now, as I told you, I live in the countryside because I have uh, three. Yeah, you have a tree outside. Four trees. Yeah, four trees in front of my window.
0: <laughs> so you're a city boy, yeah, through and through.
1: But, but but if you if you if you see, we have trees and little animals uh, between them. Uh, <laughs> Some people used to call them children, but uh, I'm not sure there is a human. <laughs> so for everyone listening out there, there's a little
0: playground out front with a patch of grass and a couple of trees. And that's the countryside to you because yes. <laughs> you're not used to seeing a single leaf of green downtown where <laughs> Yes, obviously. <laughs> so how what was it like growing up in Bordeaux? It seemed from what we were talking before, it seems like a pretty normal lifestyle, but for you, what what did you like to to do growing up? Uh, when I
1: was younger, what I like to do?
0: Yeah, so say you're like 13 years old and your friends have a day off.
1: It's Saturday. What we, do you go do? We used to go in a, to chill in a city center uh, and I'm very surprising because when I remember I think the 80s was very open and free period because I remember I I, I went to the city center with my friend I was like 9 years old we, we used to go to the Virgin Megastore and see the city and do nothing but uh, we were with no adults <laughs> just both of them because we yeah. we um, I used to, to live 10 minutes by walk to the city center so it was um, like a walk when I was young, um, as I told you, it was a so boring period for me. So I didn't, I don't have uh, so much memories, maybe movies or something like that. But uh, I was not a sport guy. So my mother wanted me to, to do sports and it was so boring. <laughs> it so just awful, wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I did it because I had no choice. But <laughs> I never take a pleasure to, to do sports. Yeah. Never, yeah. never. People say, ah, oh, you will see when you start, it's in impossible to stop. No, it's really possible to no. stop. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm going to do that right now. Yes. I don't want to do this yes. No, it's so easy to stop
0: to, to do sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Nosworth's guy, you just, you know, it's nice that you were able to just wander around the city. And have but I'm sure that got boring after a while. And one of the things that baffled me was that you started drinking pretty early. I know, like, wine is pretty, you know, like, good around here and stuff. But for us back... Home in the U.S. drinking before like college or even eighteen is yeah. pretty taboo. But you start drinking when you're like fifteen no. or something like yes, that. Yes,
1: because in France, you know, um, there is a practical. Uh, now I'm an adult and I don't feel that fun, so much funny. But when you have a baptism for a child, baby, it's like one year old. There is a tradition is uh, the mother or the father put his uh, finger in a champagne and uh, put uh, just a drop in the mouth of the um, the children of the child, oh, okay. yeah, just a drop. It's not something. Uh, yeah. But, but as I told you, um, the generation of my grandfather, when he was young uh, and at school, uh, he used to have wine uh, during lunch uh, at school. <laughs> this is so, this is so <laughs> mixed <amazing. laughs> with water. It was not uh, a bottle of wine, but uh, water. It, it was a tradition. When you were uh, a worker in a vineyard, uh, you have your salary, and uh, you have a but you 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 have been paid with wine as well. So you, um, there is a lot of alcoholism. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. Yeah. You start them young because you have uh, <laughs> when you work in a castle, you have uh, like it's not the case now, but like twenty maybe thirty years before, it was you 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 had uh, one bottle by day, or maybe I don't know how much by week. So. Something very current, very very easy, and I think for French people we start to drink very hard uh, in front of American. As I told you, I think my first hangover. I was like uh, thirteen, maybe something like that. Just for your first hangover,
0: and you were with your parents too. Yes. It, uh, no, 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 no,
1: no. I don't. I didn't think about this one with my parents. I think I was uh, eight or nine. <laughs> 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 yes, but as I told you, it was a mistake. I found this delicious grape juice, and I didn't know it was Hungria <laughs> <laughs> But the best part is that your parents didn't
0: exactly stop you unless you hoarded it yourself. But You're like, ah, oh, this will be I'm pretty funny. sure they,
1: they didn't see me. Um, you know, there is a... But it should be the same in Americans, but a lot of friends of mine uh, they took the first hangover when they were a child because in a big meeting and party you, you finish at the end of the glass. So I think it's a thing, I guess, every children, <laughs> I'm <laughs> every sure child, we're all curious creatures no matter yeah, where so we're from. So, <laughs> Stephanie, my, my, my wife told me uh, once uh, she. Uh, she she was very, very young and she saw a glass of water and she drank straight and it was vodka, but. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but she put it down somehow. Yeah. Ooh, uh, no, maybe, maybe not. Maybe uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think she changes the story, but uh, if she was like five or six years old, uh, she didn't straight.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> my God. So, I mean, the, see, yeah, you. you reflect on this time as boring yeah. in your life but that changed all of a sudden and it was it was interesting i i would love to hear more about how you found acting because it you remember a moment where when you found acting and that changed everything yeah for you
1: yeah that changed everything uh for me uh, before that it was uh, just uh, boring 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 and i have one teacher uh, one time he 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 said to my mother, okay, I think that your child has to try theater. So he gave her uh, the name of a company, and I was so, so lucky because it was a good company with a real... um, (laughs) It's funny, I will explain after (laughs) why uh, I smile, because uh, it's a contemporary... Uh, Oh, contemporary. Yes, (laughs) a play. So I discovered a contemporary play and never... By a funny play and a uh, boulevard, and uh, oh my god, uh, I have uh, my lover in my closet, and my husband is come back. So I never do that kind of thing, uh, <laughs> and I don't like it. But it's funny because my first play, my first real one, my first child love was. Um, a play, a German play from Heiner Müller. It was uh, the story of Hamlet during the Cold War, and it was so <laughs> fucked up. I'm not sure to understand now <laughs> what we did at this period because we deal about uh, cancer, war, uh, sexuality. I, I was in a scene ripping my mother. <laughs>
0: Jeez. So, yeah, you like the dark stuff. Yeah,
1: I, I, <laughs> I was 16, and now as an adult, I say, what do you have in your creepy mind to make t- <laughs> teenager play? <laughs> <act display. laughs> so fucked up. but for real um, for me it was uh, it was meeting for people it was meeting of uh, a new world it was meeting of uh, uh, trying to to connect with myself uh, I say that now obviously I obviously have not that world but uh, it was a real 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 discover discover for me and uh,
0: yeah so take us back to the moment when you walked through the doors of your first practice
1: or rehearsal or yeah like. i remember very well it was a few streets from here and the first thing i saw it was like a patient room and you have many people sitting around the world the, the world, and say okay <laughs> <laughs> my first class was so awful but after a few class, you, you it's very easy when uh, when you act because you're you, only goal is to play. So you meet people very easily, and I met fabulous people. And it was like after a few months, I felt like um, I'm in the center of an, a, a funny uh, uh, attraction park, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you want to, to, to be in or all- loop, and you, know? you want to try, and you want to. To, to park oh like a roller coaster yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and you want to you want to go on the roller coaster and, and yeah. do it again and again and again <laughs> yeah yeah
0: just keep getting off and get ba- getting back in line and yes. getting back on
1: again so as i told you uh, that part of my life was uh was uh, my second rebirth i, I think and yeah. it's funny because um i don't know if you if you had that feeling in your in your life but Three times in my life, I felt I felt like I I shake my, the hand of my me uh, of the teenager and say, "Oh, it's good to see you again because you, I miss you for real." And the first time it was um, after a stop of acting because my parents asked me to to stop uh, acting when I was uh, older. They were a little bit afraid because I came back home and said, I want to be an actor um, after I'm there. No, okay, it's funny, but uh, try to have a real job. <laughs> right, right, right. And as they, they, they see it, uh, it, was they saw it was very serious for me. Uh, they make me stop the theater. And um, when I came back after my studies and after I was working as a social worker, I, I think it was the first time... Uh, I felt uh, the, um, the shake hand with myself and I uh, said, okay, you are really, I really missed you. Mm-hmm. And another time it was after, um, A strike with a a fight with my best friend, and a few years after, when I find him again, it was the same. Yeah, the third one is the most ridiculous one, but not. (laughs) (laughs) It was with the (laughs) shoes you can see there, the Doc Martens blue. I found them um, in London. uh, (laughs) It was our shoes. Yes, because it was my shoes of my sixteen of that period, and uh, I loved so much that shoes. Then I was with my wife in London, and we were in. in the store of Doc Martins, and she told me, Oh, I know someone who wants to buy a Doc Martins. I said, no, no, it's okay. No, I saw her in the shop, and there was nothing I wanted to, um, I was not interesting, And the guy told me, Oh, I have another one, uh, shoes, uh, okay, show me. And he he put on under my face that one, and it was exactly the same. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and when I put them on my feet, it was like I reconnected with my uh, teenager. Uh, Teenage your
0: teenage wood. self, so it, and and going back to the acting part too. It, what was that decision like to, to go to go back to acting? You, you had you stopped. Your parents, really, oh, yeah. really didn't support it. But, uh, it, uh, what, did it when you walked back into the first time?
1: Was it the same feeling that you had? I was so so stressed the the second time because uh, for me, uh, I don't know, like five or six years uh, has passed. I always knew uh, something was missing in me uh, and uh, I have uh, that like in me, but I was so stressful because uh, I was like, okay, uh, you are new. <laughs> it's uh, you, you grew up, but uh, maybe you don't understand something too. <laughs> yeah. So it was very, very stressful. And yeah, I think the second uh, classroom, uh, I was less stressful and more um, in the pleasure to, to act and... Uh,
0: yeah. And now you're even directing plays. You're, you're infusing your social work and career with the your love for acting and the, screenwriting and all of that. Yeah, and now I, I made something my, beautiful.
1: Yeah, I, I mixed my skin with uh, a social worker and acting work.
0: And it seems it, it seems like life is, was going pretty good, too. At the same time, you would found acting again. You're yeah. with your wife for almost nineteen years now, but. Mm-hmm. I think one of the themes of our conversations last night over wine is that life can be a real bitch sometimes. (laughs) 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 And just when things started to go really well, life decided to to slap you around for a little bit. You you said it really started in 2015. So what what happened?
1: In 2015, uh, I I took this example because it's my last example of the dark year. So, you know, the the year where you finished uh, on your knee and... uh, and you say, okay, uh, I just want to, to, to brace a little bit because uh, it's too much for me. Yeah. As I told you, it's it's difficult to, to refine the natural of the first yeah, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> it was a little blurry last night with the, yeah, with the wind it, started flowing. That's the thing you, you don't know, but uh, we had that conversation and I thought um, it was tough to record and, <laughs> and it wasn't the case. Well. Yeah,
0: you were, you were saying some good stuff, so <laughs> spit it back out. Round two. I know you can do it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Now, uh, for... Um, I don't know, I don't know if you heard about that in the United States, but uh, the two t- uh, thousand fifteen years start with um, Charlie Hebdo attacks in uh, Paris, and yeah. uh, Charlie Hebdo is a very famous and popular newspaper in France. It's satiric. People from uh, from Daesh uh, killed every journalist. Uh, it was so shocking and so um, disturbing because. To give you an example, one of them—it uh, was uh, one guy. Who I kn- I knew him uh, since I was a child because he was on a TV show for children, children TV show when we, we were child. So we were real uh, a- attachment to that guy, you know? um, and yeah. it was the father to Manu Chao. He's a very big uh, singer in France as well. So and the other one, all are celebrity, and uh, ne- nobody could expect uh, a thing like that could happen. So it was really yeah. really shocking. And I think it it changed uh, our way of life in France now. When we, but not not even in France, uh, Europe obviously, because after Germany, England, and all the the uh, the country uh, um, which been attacked. Yeah. So year so starts with that. So and uh, after uh, after 2015. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, 2015. And after that, um, I don't know why, but uh, each time I had someone. Um, at the telephone, it was to, to learn uh, bad news, so cancer, so someone died. So and at this period, um, I have to support a friend with her cancer and another one, uh, it was my, uh, my director on the play, so someone very, very important for me. And she died uh, very quickly uh, this year, so it was a really, oh really... It's like that, and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but really an important person. And um, so after that, one month after, I learned that my wife uh, is pregnant. But uh, she told me don't expect nothing because I think it's better. And uh, and we lost the the baby like one week after. So it was it was very weird uh, this, that story as well because it doesn't change anything in your life because you still do and you. But one week. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. It's like in my head, it changes a lot of things. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, and <laughs> after that, the the year was pretty shitty uh, during all the <laughs> until November, where there was a Bataclan attack, uh, which is which was very violent as well. Yeah. Uh, in Paris, so um, we we should left the week after to go in Cambodia to travel, and I remember perfectly. Uh, arrived in Paris one week after the attacks and uh, see the Gare Montparnasse empty, see the subway empty, see the district empty. It was Friday night, so if if you've ever been in Paris on Friday night... It's not empty. (laughs)
0: <laughs> to say the no, least,
1: uh, I will re- rephrase if you are going in Paris, it's never empty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Friday night, it's never, seven, never yeah. empty. So it was really, really disturbing to, to walk in a ghost city, uh, in a ghost street, and uh,
0: yeah. So you had multiple levels of yeah. you had personal loss. you had Productive. you had community loss yeah. in your community you had a national scale yeah. like loss and sorrow. so it was all of these fronts at once. so what what, what, what happened to you? how were you able to cope with that? What did it was it crushing? was it how did you even uh, wake up? The next day,
1: and (laughs) And I have another one, another one thing. I forgot this, but in my job, I think it's uh, this year. I um, I understood I have to quit my job and I have to stop uh, working in um, protection for the children because I had one situation. Uh, I was very involved inside, and it was parents uh, were um, very attacking me, and one day for very shitty detail. uh, I took uh, a shot by uh, one boss. It was not mine, but it was uh, someone in wrong placement because my boss was in holiday. And for for really a shitty day, and I, I could hear clack in the air, the, You know the, uh, your involvement, and you say, okay, I have to, to let it drop because I, I will let my uh, my skin on that uh, on that job. So it was yeah. one thing. And yeah, all. also,
0: your, your <laughs> career can be extremely stressful as well. Social work, yeah. yeah. The, the situations that you, like you just described, yeah. on top of it all.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have... Um, oh, you want to describe uh, this one? Oh, no. No,
0: oh, you can if you want. But no,
1: no, 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 no. It was a teenager. I followed uh, as many of them. But uh, this one, and in the... Uh, uh, yeah, this year was pretty shitty, I remember now. Uh, I think I forgot that. But... Um, 2015 was the first uh, show of the my first uh, theater play and the group uh, turns totally crazy and uh, few of them died and few of them um, attacks one to the other one wow. um, we we had uh, three cancers in that group and for me it was like the group the, the picture of the cancer was in the group so the group attacks it himself to destroy it yeah. so um, it was really stressful uh,
0: because you do like to make plays with your clients as yeah. a social worker, as a yeah. therapy almost. And right? it was my yeah. uh,
1: my rule to try to keep everybody in uh, safety and a the year. Jesus. <laughs> so you
0: have, even your career, like career, you have a play, your passion, and then the group tearing itself to pieces. You had mm. lost a child after a week. You had lost... Uh, my child w- wasn't born, it was wasn't born a, uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah a, a miscarriage after a week and then two of your friends had cancer you had two terrorist attacks in your country yeah. what was that Cambodia trip to you I what, think, was yeah. it just you needed to go get out
1: of there uh, I think I needed to left to leave <laughs> yeah. <At> first, I, <laughs> I needed imagine. to imagine to leave everything but uh, Cambodia was amazing an amazing trip because first um, we arrived in Phnom Penh and it was impossible to um, to, to hide the history of Cambodia. So the yeah. third day we visit uh, the killing field and uh, and we visit uh, the century 21. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, security compound yeah. 21 or something. Yeah, like something like that. Like yeah. that uh. So not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The exact opposite of very, very funny. But, but I think uh, it was important for me to, to meet all these people uh, with this dark story with a really shitty uh, story and they all have um, a smile and they all uh, have the sun in the smile in the body they are ready to, to share what they don't even have so it was very important for me to say okay okay, you live uh, bad things but as everybody uh, not worst, not uh, more so it's your, your job to, to stand up and to keep standing up and uh, Keep working, so...
0: Yeah, is that what that trip gave to you? More of a, a will to keep going or yeah. look at your situation in a different light? Would you Would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I think uh, I, I just needed a break, and it, it works, so...
0: Yeah, so what happened when you went back? So you went to Cambodia, you got to escape, mm. to think about things for a little bit. When you went back to... <laughs> Did things get better? Did things get uh, the same? no? In my
1: job it wasn't better. It was worse because I took the decision to leave, and I I haven't now because uh, it's complicated. Because I don't want to live to do uh, something I don't want to do. Yeah. So um, I uh, I built a project in social work, and uh, it doesn't work. But it's not a problem. Uh, I moved uh, in that idea, but at this period it was I was so frustrating because I uh, would stop to. Um, this work and I couldn't find where I wanted to go. So I was very grumpy and very negative. But, um, so I was a little bit in a fight with my colleague. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wanted to say, stop pretending. Everything is perfect. Everything is so shitty. that <laughs> so yeah. I was like that. That sounds like you. <laughs> well, not pretend here. <laughs> let's look at what's actually going on. It's being, it's really shitty right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> so what, so it, how how did you get through it all?
1: I think that um, like many things in my life, it's theater helped will, will me because um, theater and traveling—that's my two bubbles of oxygen. So uh, I was uh, involved in uh, many projects of theater, and during that time, uh, I, uh, I wasn't a job. I decided to to become a teacher for social worker students, so I start to to give, listen, and to follow students. I start as well for the forum theater, and I deal uh, with my boss to say, "Okay, I want to stop protection of our children. That's mm-hmm. really it's a point it's non non-negotiable. so I, I'm okay to, to have another mission and uh, keep keep having my uh, my social project theater. Yeah. So I start to write uh, Alice in Wonderland uh, rewrite. Yeah, start at this period, the beginning of Alice, uh, start with uh, the attacks, the terrorist attack. And, uh, so um, I think it was... So it was
0: a restructuring almost. You, you yeah. looked more objectively at what was happening and had to get rid of the parts that were really, really troubling or really stressful and foc- refocus on yeah. what was working. And, and I, I guess
1: think what you uh, I think I think writing you can see uh, this is everywhere, mm-hmm. but I think that writers that play um, was something to recover because the first version was so so <laughs> you can touch the anger and the writing uh, yeah it was like la la la, la. <laughs> and it after, was coming out yeah <laughs> yes, after one year uh, I. Take back the, the text and say, okay, I will <laughs> change a little bit. Because okay, I was pretty angry back then, yeah. so I'm glad I reread this. But <laughs> it was uh, interesting because uh, I could uh, I could uh, tell to myself, okay, you, you were very angry, you were very hu- hurt by the situation, but you didn't want to recognize. So it's a good thing to, um, to recognize it. I guess recognition and once you recognize, you can move forward. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it's
0: true. <laughs> do, you, do you remember a moment saying when the cloud lifted a
1: little bit and you knew things were getting better? Um, not during the, day, the, the year after. I just recognized that uh, I was very happy when I wasn't uh, in my job. So, no, I don't have that kind of... Uh, because it was a, a slow process, I guess. Yeah, it's always a slow Process yeah. isn't it? It's never easy, which sucks. Yeah, <laughs> wish you wish they could flip a switch and everything would be yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but <laughs> it's it's funny because uh, oh, it's funny because speaking uh, with you, uh, I remake the story and uh, I had another travel uh, the year after with uh, one girl, uh, which was in Cambodia with me. She acted uh, she acted like a perfect bitch during that trip, and uh, since the trip we don't uh, see her us mm-hmm. anymore. It's very funny because one, if one people, uh, w- when I when I used to travel, I open everything uh, in me to to catch everything. Uh, there is so positive, good positive vibes that uh, I want to take everything. But uh, if someone is negative, I take as well. So mm, yeah, and uh, she she blurred my travel. So I think it's one of the <laughs> the worst thing that we can do for me. And she she uh, okay. I don't want to talk about her, but after that, um, it was the first, my first uh, step to to travel alone because I was so sick to to travel with uh, friends that I said, okay, I think I'm ready now to travel alone, mm-hmm. and maybe it's maybe it's uh, the, the first step when I say, okay, you can do things better because you can. Travel alone you can uh, being with yourself. Yeah, I was so afraid to spend time with myself. Uh, so afraid to say, okay, yeah. you, you just have to be with that guy, and maybe he's so boring. <laughs>
0: maybe maybe not. Maybe he's crazy. I yeah, maybe he's
1: crazy. Maybe he's so annoying, and maybe uh, it's gonna be uh, the worst experience of your life. Yeah, especially and in a high stakes environment, <laughs> like travel, where everything is on you. Yeah, uh, transportation's on you, housing's on you, food's on you. Everything is on yeah. you yeah and and it was the total opposite uh, i think uh, i learned to 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 meet myself to meet uh, the stranger who lives inside and uh, you don't uh, listen to him because you are in uh, your life in your current life with friends. with and uh, you have no choice in traveling you learn to yeah <laughs> your, yourself <laughs> comes with you no matter what yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i think it's uh, the beginning of uh, a changement uh, in me to uh, yeah. to recognize uh, and to accept and uh, to learn to to love him to uh, as a part of me so
0: yeah I, I think that's a really wonderful message and i think that's a really good way to to wrap up the show as well because i know a lot of people struggle with this and it, it is a slow process to come out of the clouds of the dark periods yeah. of your life so I know that some people that are listening to this right now are struggling with the same thing. So what would you say to someone listening right now that might be in the middle of that dark period and is not
1: exactly sure how to get out of it? I, I moved a lot uh, since that period, and I I'm, I'm keep moving. I think, and it's a thing, I, I work a lot as my social uh, work because I learn it with theater. So I don't know how to, to explain that uh, I'm... I'm trying to be a complete version of myself during many years. I was an actor, I was a social worker, I was a boy, I was many things. But I wasn't uh, everything uh, in the same time. So I think the, for someone uh, who is in a dark period, the most important thing is to take time to listen what your feelings, what your body wants to say to you and to face it. I know it's so difficult to yeah. face someone to a few questions and to face it and to say okay don't rush I I have time but I need to stop and I need to to listen to myself so it's a find a place I know I'm (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm always uh, asking uh, why you don't need to see a shrink uh, why you don't need to go to yoga to go to uh, uh, blah 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 go to be better you know all that kind of thing I mm-hmm. don't know if you United to say but in France uh, everybody wants to, to be better uh, to have a better self-esteem and I n- always wonder why uh, you don't need that because uh, you have a <laughs> big clean to do in your mind yeah. and I think for me my my therapy is uh, the theater so um, because you you don't have choice you have to play with your emotion you have to recognize them you have to 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 understand why and when you play that thing uh, it, you have that emotion so. yeah
0: so getting back to you almost you have to reintroduce yourself yes. to yourself yes. like acting did for you at 16 or those shoes did for you yeah brought you back so so reintroduction so i yourself. think I, I had
1: that that uh, bubble and after the travel is very important for me so if I have an advice to someone say find the place where you can be alone with yourself and uh, and sometimes it's important to, um, to stop people talking because um, people uh, are good but uh, they never been you and even if they have the, the best intention even if they are very positive uh, finally uh, nobody can have the it's a uh, good answer, it's inside you, yeah. and I think I spent a lot of time to, to waiting for the good answer, for the good direction goes past to, to go, and I finally uh, found it by accident, um, if that uh, girl uh, wasn't uh, such a bitch, maybe uh, I uh, would never have the, the desire to travel alone, yeah. so blessing in disguise guys yeah. i guess A so bit. maybe i can say thank you bitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm so glad you will never heard that because i will never make the pleasure to yeah. you. <laughs> i'm
0: glad you were able to get that out yeah. i'm sure it's really nice yes. to say that but yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a good message. It's something that I've discovered on my travels of being alone and coming to grips with yeah. that. And you have nothing else, you can't hide. Yeah. You can't hide when you force yourself to be alone, isolate yourself in that way. And that sometimes is the best medicine for really dark times. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a really great way to wrap up the show I think it's a powerful message. So for everyone out there, if you're struggling, look back inside. Try to reintroduce yourself to yourself. It's a really good way to do it. Bertrand, thanks for coming on the show. This yeah. has been really fun. And we'll talk again soon. Two, yeah, okay. three, four. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. And thanks again, Bertrand Zano, for coming on the show. I'll have another bottle of the good stuff ready for the next time that I see Keep up to date on everything going on in the big sabbatical on Instagram at Nathan.wanders and the blog of my partner in crime, Jackie Gishbacher at Gish, that's G-I-S-H, outofwater.com. Check out the links in the show description for all of the information. Special thanks to Charlie Milliken for all of the oyster jams. Check him out on Spotify or at charliemillican.com That's M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N Don't forget to support the show on Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio. For only $5 a month you get all of the behind the scenes plus some unique travel tips so don't miss out. Once again all of the links can be found in the show description. Thanks again for tuning into Oyster World Radio. We'll be back in two weeks, but until then, this is Nathan Lieberman signing off. I can't take control of my life. If I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about all the time that's going by. It's time for a change in my day-to-day scene. Time to turn around from that clock, face the mirror, and change me.